0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at two on 630 Chad. Really interesting um Well, this next conversation, I'm I'm, I'm fascinated about it. I saw it unveiled this morning. The first ever zero emissions electric snowcat was unveiled in our city this morning. It took 18 months to design the vehicle, and apparently it can handle temperatures as low as minus 50 degrees. Why was it developed? Well, one of the men behind it all joins us now, Xavier Chevron of Venturi Automobiles of Monaco. Welcome to the studio and welcome to Edmonton. Thanks for having oh, I'm going to turn your microphone on there. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited about this. So this snow cat um, and you can check it out right now on our webpage at 630 com or at globalnews.ca. You can see video of it there. Um, why was this built?
1: Oh, that's a long story, but to make it short in 2009, Prince Albert de Monaco, because actually Venturi is a company car located in Monaco, and Prince Albert um, went to uh, visit 21 uh, polar stations in Antarctica, and he was struck by the fact that all these uh, stations were operated with uh, vehicles using combustion engines, you yeah. know, and um, which is, you know, sadly ironical when you think that uh, this continent is supposed to be preserved from uh, and pristine, uh, pristine yeah. and so on, and uh, so upon his return to. Uh, Monaco. He had a chat with the CEO of Venturi, Mr. Gilles Pastor palanca and uh, together they decided to develop this project of um, providing the scientists uh, with a new uh, type of workhorse, let's say, a workhorse of the future, um, uh, an all-electric snowcat so that they could go and collect the samples uh, in places that until now that are sanctuarized and they will be able to collect samples uh, without any particles, any pollution. uh.
0: That's amazing. That is a Amazing. And um, I just want uh, you to tell my listeners a little bit about Venturi itself because it's been around for quite a long time. The company has been around for a long time. And if you Google them like I did today and and yesterday over the past couple of days, some really sexy cars come up, some really nice looking automobiles. And this vehicle, this snowcat, which is called the Antarctica, is very different than those vehicles. Um, but things have changed for this company over the years.
1: Yes, actually, uh, since 2000 uh, now, that's for 20 years now, we've been building only uh, all-electric cars. But it's, um, it's more—it's not for mass production. Uh, it's more kind of a creation of concept cars, high-tech kind of thing, uh, always at the cutting edge of technology and uh for instance, uh, in 2004, we were the first ones to develop a sports car. <laughs> uh, and since then, right, we, we have uh, made a wide range of, uh, of vehicles going from uh, um, uh, city commuters to uh, streamliners. We have the world record, the world land speed record uh, with a streamliner at uh, 576 kilometers per hour.
0: Weren't you driving that?
1: No, no, no. no. Uh, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I could. It uh.
0: <laughs> wasn't you. <laughs> no. um, so... It was built to travel to places where it um, th- that normally couldn't be. Tell us about the dimensions about the the facts around this um, snow cat
1: right actually. Yeah. Although it's a snow cat, I, I think it's has got a kind of a sexy kind of body. <laughs> all, all the same, you know, it's a it's not like a boxy kind of thing, you know. No, it's it very curvy. Like a, yeah, it's very curvy. Yeah, yeah. It's our designer. He's always doing <laughs> this kind of thing, and, and uh, he did a great job with this one. So the, the actually it's a very compact uh, vehicle. Uh, two tons though. Um, two tons. Two tons. Yeah, yeah. Three point two meters long, two meters wide, two point two meters high. Uh, it's rather Compact, but actually it's easier to transport into containers uh, to Antarctica. And that was one of the requirements that we had to meet uh, for the scientists to be interested in that kind of car. The easy way to transport the Antarctica to Antarctica. <laughs>
0: How many people can can travel in it?
1: Well, it's very flexible, I would say. <laughs> you know, you can adapt the number of seats to the purpose of the, of the vehicle. Uh, it can range for one from one with a pilot, of course, uh, with a big storage room at the back to six people oh, wow. if, it's, uh, if it's going to be adapted to transportation for, for people. And we think about um, uh, ski resorts, all that kind of thing, uh, you know, dedicated to an environmentally friendly yeah. you know, kind of thing.
0: How do you transport something that is two tons?
1: Uh, Like a normal car, like a normal car, yeah. yeah. We uh, transported it here um, by plane, if I remember well, and I was just on a cargo ship, yeah, was shipping, like a normal vehicle.
0: Okay, Um, and it's got a track on it, it's not wheels, it's a track. It's a
1: track, correct, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, It allows the vehicle to go anywhere, Mm -hmm. practically. And the good thing is that it goes anywhere without any pollution, without any noise. And that's the good thing of it actually. And especially with severe weather, uh, yeah. since it's capable to, of withstanding temperatures as low as minus 50 degrees Celsius. So
0: this is this is where I wanted to get to because I think a lot of people are thinking it's electric. How does it handle minus 50? I mean, that's a, a big old battery or something. Like, how does that work?
1: Oh, that, that was one of the big concerns <laughs> we had actually. And that's why, although the, 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 the finishing lasted only for 18 months, but the developing of the of the car lasted for almost 10 years wow. so that's uh that's the result of a long process of engineering especially and as you mentioned it's uh the battery side uh, which uh, uh, made us uh, you know a lot of concern uh, but uh, um right now we have reached a state where we can have it as a concept car, but hopefully maybe within the next years, we'll be able to produce it as a as a car, like a vehicle that everybody okay. could, uh, could use. But as you said, the battery technology is something that uh, we had to work on quite uh, quite hard. Is it a
0: massive size?
1: Uh, no, not that much. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, it takes, well, not that much. You know, this is not the kind of battery you would fit in a, in a normal car. <laughs> but as you see, it's uh, the whole platform, the, the, Half of the platform, uh, you, you are sitting actually on two batteries. Oh, half of the vehicle is the battery that down down the platform if you want. But uh, in the, the, the body of the vehicle itself, you still have plenty of room to put all the material and the, all the samples that you can collect anywhere.
0: So it's electric. Do you, do you just plug it in? Yeah, well, yeah, you can <laughs> plug it in. That's <laughs>
1: right, that's right. I mean, yeah, you can put it in your garage if you've <laughs> got <laughs> a plug. Why not? Clack. the problem is that in Antarctica, of yeah. course, it's quite hard to find a plug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have developed uh, a way to, uh, uh, to charge the, the, the system, the, the whole vehicle, actually. We've got two ways, three ways, of course, the normal plugging. But then, as you, uh, as you mentioned, it's going to be hard. Uh, the best way would be to have windmills it can be uh, charged by windmills as you know yeah. in antarctica it's very windy um, with the katabatic winds what we call yeah. katabatic winds very very strong winds and with two or three windmills it will be sufficient to uh, recharge the, the vehicle in over a few hours and then go on
0: um i'm going to ask you a question that most of the time uh, uh, you're probably not going to want to answer but I'm, I'm curious to know what it costs to develop
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish I could answer that, actually. <laughs> right now, it's the result of, uh, of uh, a long process of developing. So, it's very hard to put a, a real figure on it, actually. It's not that I, there is nothing secret about okay. it. But I would say that, uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, several hundreds of uh, thousands, thousands of dollars. dollars. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um,
0: and, and when you talk about potentially making it into, a, you know, a type of vehicle that it could be used. I know like, you talk about ski hills, environment, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, you know, that's that possible. Possibly a reality that could happen in the next little while.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. We've got some ski resorts already interested in this, uh, in the development of this uh, vehicle. Actually, here we have made some. Uh, we are going to make some uh, real life tests in real temperatures. Uh, so far, we know that it's working because it has been uh, tested in cold chamber in uh, in Europe. Yeah. And we have tested it as well in um, uh, ski resorts in France. And. Uh, you know, it was a huge success. I mean, even the guys from the ski resort say, "Hey, when are you going to uh, to give this this to us?" You know, it's it looks
0: a like it would be a perfect, uh, you know, vehicle to, to use on on ski hill. So yes, you are going to test it um, right here in Canada coming up. Uh, Xavier Chevron from Venturi Automobiles joining me in studio. We're talking about the first ever zero emissions electric snowcat that was unveiled in Edmonton this morning. That test is coming up, and it has a really great uh, bit of background and history to it. Uh, We'll get to that right after this. Joining me in studio this afternoon, Xavier Chevron with uh, Venturi Automobiles, who've developed the you know first ever zero emissions electric snowcat. It's called the Antarctica, and uh, well, guess what it's going to be used for? For exploring, <laughs> um, uh, doing polar exped- uh, expeditions. It was built on the request of Prince Albert of Monaco. Uh, Venturi is based in Monaco. Um, it right now was unveiled this morning, and it is if you're if you're driving by the. Fairmont, right now you might see it. It's a neat little orange uh, vehicle that's out there, and it has been out uh, over the past couple of days. Um, it was unveiled at the Fairmont because there's a, a bit of a historical connection. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's directly connected to the to the history of Edmonton. Uh, in 1934, a French millionaire and adventurer called uh, Charles Bedeau um, set up an adventure. He was a, he was a real adventurer then, and uh, he set up this this uh, <laughs> He wanted to open a route, actually, the first route from Edmonton to the Pacific Coast uh, through the Rocky Canadian Mountains. That was quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to arrive uh, to, 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 to um, make this trip to Telegraph Creek, exactly, yeah. uh, in British Columbia. And uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he didn't make it. Uh, he had uh, Yeah, he had uh, five half-tracks, Kegres, Citroën. One of them uh, actually that you can see uh, in Wateskewin Museum. Yes. The Reynolds Museum. Yep. It's, still a, it's the real one, one of the five real ones. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, there was a big, it was a big expedition. It was uh, 50 pack horses, 30 cowboys. It was uh, a big expedition then. And uh, they started from Edmonton, from the Fairmont Hotel and, f- and actually uh, uh, Baudot uh, was preparing his expedition where we had this unveiling the morning in the Confederation Lounge in Fairmont.
0: Wow, isn't that incredible? Yeah. So in March, you talk about the testing of this. Um, the next phase of this is going to happen. Tell us about that.
1: Right, actually, as a tip of the hat still <laughs> for to, to this uh, expedition, we're going to finish the last leg that was not completed by then in 1934 and finish this, uh, this expedition by going to Telegraph Creek with this uh, new vehicle this new traded vehicle
0: and uh, interesting some of your guests who are going to be joining you
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah well you've got somebody from here actually I would say from Toronto exactly yeah. uh, Colonel Chris Hadfield uh, the uh, astronaut yes. the first Canadian astronaut and uh, the commander of the ISS yeah. uh, in 2013 if I remember well and uh, Prince Albert uh, the Second of, of uh, Monaco. All
0: oh, right, so that's going to happen. So we'll be watching that. There's a number of questions that have come in uh, from my listeners that they that they want answered. One of them is, how does it drive?
1: How do, like, well, how does it a, how does it move? Oh well, it's like a. I would say for the ones who have done their military service, it looks like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> but much smaller, actually, yeah. and, and, and much easier to, uh, to handle. Um, so it's got a joystick, and when you move forward, it goes forward. You know, it's, I mean, like a, a kid could, could, uh, could handle it. Really. But you
0: say the, the radius is really tight. Like, you can yeah, turn there, it Actually, there
1: is no radius. There's you can none. just, yeah, you can just turn on yourself. Cool. And, uh, that's, that's really cool. funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, What is the lifespan on the batteries? And do you know what the replacement costs uh-huh. <laughs> would be?
1: Good question. Actually, for uh, this kind of battery, uh, so we are under a a non-disclosure agreement regarding all the uh, the specs for for, for the batteries, but um, what I can say is that uh, it's got lots of... um, How do you say that? A a good lifespan of several thousand uh, thousand hours. Okay. Uh, For sure, it might be very expensive to replace, but by then, by this... uh, let's say these two or three thousand hours by then I guess we will have found something else to, uh, you know <laughs> I mean the technology for the batteries are going so fast yeah so fast yeah yeah that I'm sure that we'll get something by then
0: um someone asked about electric just said electric heat how is it heated
1: Ah, yeah, good questions, actually. That, that, it's a recurrent question. How, do you, how, how is it going to be heated? Actually, the battery has got a system, so it's very well insulated, but uh, at the top, actually, you get the heat of the battery inside, and it, it heats actually the whole uh, the whole body of the of the car. So, you're so it's s- about 20, 20 degrees Celsius inside. Oh,
0: okay, not yeah. bad. So you're yeah. sitting on the batteries, which are also the heaters. Yeah, right, right, of. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, someone wants to know what the tow capacity is. But it wouldn't tow, you
1: wouldn't be towed? Would we are able to tow actually. Okay. We've got a pretty high torque for, for this okay. vehicle. We've got um, two motors of 60 kilowatts each, picking up to 100 kilowatts. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite a good workhorse. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it could tow. So I, I, couldn't, I wouldn't be able to give you okay. the, the, the right figure, uh, you know, how many kilos it could tow. But I can tell you that it's, uh, it, it's, um, it has already towed the trailer.
0: It has? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and a number of people wanting to see this. Is there the opportunity to see it in Edmonton over the next uh, few days?
1: Yeah, until the 20s, We are at the Fairmont, until the 26th. So, uh, we're going to have some, maybe some little tests on calibrating outside the Fairmont. But it's not going to be there, parked
0: so. out front of the, the Fairmont not, uh, <laughs> uh, unless, unless
1: they allow us, sometimes, <laughs> as, as they did actually today for okay. the unveiling. Uh, we might, for some reason, you know, have it uh, in front of it. So, yeah. If you get a chance, uh, yeah, you should go and, and, and pass by, pass by and, and see it. It's quite a funny vehicle.
0: Yeah, you can check out uh, as well at our Facebook page, as I mentioned, at 630 com and at globalnews.ca, there's a video there. Uh, uh, you know what, Xavier, thank you so much for joining me in studio this afternoon. Uh, I look forward to hearing about... Your discoveries about your adventures, and uh, I learned something again today on this show, and that's really cool. I always enjoy when that happens. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.